Well, it's the nil-nil draw tonight for the black and red against New York City FC, but it was a very solid defensive effort. You, you really can't complain about that. We're live here on Tried and True, the DCI's post-game podcast presented by Heineken. I'm John Lee, remote tonight on vacation, but joined, as always, back in the District of Columbia by Joshua Morgan, Sam Kastner, uh, and Michael Black. Guys, how are things in the D.C. land? It's been a little crazy. Been, we've been... difficulties are going around. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we're going to the press we'll go conference first now. To Steve Goff. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Ben. Uh, yeah, the possession was 70 to 30. And the shots were 19 to 0. How it was 0-0, zero, zero, though, in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, how do you uh... – yeah, They had a lot of shots. We had none. Um, and uh, we got a point out of it with a crew that's um, a little fatigued and, and down on some injuries. So, uh, overall, I'm, I'm pleased so that we were able to uh, uh, get something out of tonight. Uh, and they're a very good team. I don't know if you – Anybody's watched them lately. They're they're as good as they come in this league. And to get something, uh, I know we're at home, and uh, I know the stat sheet. I'm looking at it now, uh, and it's not real flattering, uh, but that's okay. I'll, I'll I'll live. Thanks, Ben. We'll go to Jimena next. Jimena, go ahead. Coach. How do you see today's offensive effort compared to other games? Hermeta, we didn't have a shot. So uh, the offensive effort was um, uh, not as good as the defensive effort. Uh, but when you don't have a shot, uh, it's good to not give up a, a goal so you can get something out of the game. And that was the case today. Thanks, Ben. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hey, Ben, uh, obviously you, you turned to uh, Rivas off the bench tonight. Um, how do you evaluate his performance? Uh, what made you turn to him over some of the other guys that were available? Well, it's a, you know, it, it, it's uh, a little bit unfair to Sorga. He comes in and does a really good job, I think, to get the goal the last game. Uh, I just thought that because – of his size and presence and the way the game was going that physically he could maybe hold up some balls, uh, uh, when we did win it back. And at times we were having trouble getting out as you saw, and maybe he could relieve some pressure with, um, his size and you could see, um, that, that he has that and he had some good moments and it's, it's hard. You know, we, we haven't had a real training session, uh, with him. It's game after game, and you're trying to incorporate these guys into what you do, what you're doing through film, uh, and it's it's hard. You need weeks of training and and to fit them in, and uh, so overall, it was good to, that he got his feet wet. You know that was also part of it, uh, getting him a look at our league, and um, I, I, uh, I I look forward to working with him. You Again, know, a little little unfair it, to Eric Swag. Uh, getting him a look at our league. Uh, and um, but I thought the subs did did pretty well. I thought people came in and gave us a little composure, and uh, worked very very hard. Uh, uh, especially when we went to the five, you know, the kind of that five three uh, two with, with people a little bit higher. Uh, it was a lot a lot of work for him and a lot of work for those three in the midfield. But they they hung on there. We defended the box real well across the night. And uh, I'm proud of them to get something out of this game. 
We'll go back to Steve Goff. Steve, go ahead. And obviously, um, every opponent's different. And, and New York City is, is very good on the ball, and they're a very good team. Um, but from your team's standpoint, um, what needs what, what what do you need to get better at over the next few days and over the coming weeks in terms of um, connecting and, and linking passes together and, and mounting um, a, a, a consistent uh, you know well it's it's two there's a bunch of reasons Steve why the game looked like it looked like uh, today and I, I think a lot of you can understand that and and, and some can't uh, and uh, we will each game will be getting bodies back uh, that that we need uh, to kind of uh, advance this group. Uh, that's not a that's not a slight on the players that are out there. Uh, but when you have Joseph Moore playing center back, and um, you know you have a lot of guys in that unnatural positions, it's uh, it's hard for the offense to uh, kind of take shape. And but again, I, I thought from a, a game plan standpoint, the last two games were. Uh, about what we expected. You know, we didn't go into these last two games expecting anything um, uh, that, that was going to look much different than that. Yeah, of course, we want more looks on goal. But uh, for right now, we have to make decisions on how to get results. Uh, and that's that's my job is to get results. Uh, and uh, we did that over the last two days, uh, two games. And um appreciative of the guy's effort it's not a lot of fun to play that way uh but sometimes it's a necessary evil um to get something out and maybe if we go toe to toe with them and stretch them and push them maybe we win the game um and uh or maybe we maybe we lose 3-0 and these are decisions the coaches have to make and uh to to answer your question it, it's um it's getting some personnel back uh it, it might be uh, a, a tactical change and in, in where we pick up our line of defense and how we press. Uh, but that's how we chose to go about this game. And uh, with, with hopes that we could get them on the break. Uh, and if not put up a zero and, and, and walk away with something. So uh, I'm not asking for credit. I'm not asking for, you know, for, uh, you know, but uh, I, I am looking for a little appreciation on how our team defends, uh, and it's not always about the offensive side. And uh, the, the defensive side is a is a, a very very important part of the game, and we did it pretty well uh, over the last two games. And uh, uh, so I'm I'm proud of that. But yes, to to move forward, uh, we we, uh, we need to improve offensively. We'll take one more question. We'll go to Emily Olson. Emily, go ahead. Hi, Ben. Uh, this is a little bit of a two-part. Um, first, uh, how much do you think a, a game like this wears on a defense that's already, like you mentioned, a little depleted? And on the opposite side of that, how good was it to, one, give Fisher uh, a, another game, some more minutes, and as well as getting uh, Adoyatsum in there to kind of start contributing again? Because this this was a tough game defensively, and all your defenders, they look tired turn around and, and face another New York team in a week? Well, uh, uh, we uh, are, are going to give the guys a, 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 
a day or two away. We got to come in and test tomorrow. Um, and then I'd like these guys to get away from um, seeing my face for a day or two. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a grind. And um, the, the, again, with the testing schedule of coming in all the time and the games coming fast and furious and having to prepare for them, there hasn't been a lot of time to exhale. And now we have a game uh, six days away on a Saturday. And, and so now we get to kind of recover. Uh, both mentally and physically for uh, a day or two and, and, and then get ready, uh, hopefully get a player or two back for the weekend uh, and, uh, you know, kind of live the fight another day this week. But, yeah, they look tired. Uh, it's not easy to defend that way, and that's partly why I'm proud. And they were, you know, the, the Red Bulls game is always super taxing. And to turn around and, and uh, a lot of those guys played another 90 uh, to, to hang in there and get something out of this game uh, was uh, w- was impressive and you know again uh, good defenders relish putting up zeros and I, I think good teams appreciate it as well and uh, yes the offense can get better uh, that, that's I will not argue that uh, but until that happens uh, def- the defensively we've been uh, uh, pretty good thanks Ben appreciate your time It's a bit of a defiant Ben Olsen tonight, but he's not wrong in a lot of ways about the defense. It was a Part brilliant effort. They we'll Frederick coming up next, tonight's captain. I do see some hands raised. I know we weren't able to and get of course, questions you right couldn't put any on so goal. Please feel free to keep those hands. Where do we go from here, guys? I... Yeah, I think that that's the reaction for all of us is, is a sigh. I mean, as you said, you've got a defiant Ben Olsen up there, you know, certainly – looking for uh the way they lined up today the way they played very much looking to be defensively solid and they did but it's very much the same issue we've been talking about ever since we came back and frankly for years of how does this team score goals you do not score goals not shooting and we didn't shoot tonight yeah and ben was very honest about that but he didn't really have many answers about that right joshua what are you gonna say uh, no, it's it's great, and I've been through this enough times to know that's Ben Olsen's response. Ben Olsen's response is going to congratulate the defense on a shutout. Uh, you're playing a five-four-one at the end of the game. Like if you put nine people behind the ball, uh, if not ten or eleven, most times. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the shutout. We'll get into that more later. Uh, um, but I am really sick and tired of watching no offense on the field. Well, and, and frankly, you're playing a team like NYCFC that was on a good run. They, I think, were unbeaten in three. You know, had had a fairly good showing at the Mosses back tournament. You know, it's a team that is in good form for all accounts. So, if looking at it on the face, saying, "Hey, you're playing a good team. You managed to to pull a point out of it." Yeah, it, we should be happy that you got a result there. But having watched the game and you know, frankly suffered through it at points. I yeah, it's it's troublesome, and I don't know what the answer is because you know there there were some changes, there were some you know there was strategy. I I don't I just don't know. I mean, I'm glad you said it because that's kind of what I was thinking is that this is a draw against a very good team, and it's it's not pretty soccer. We've said that in recent shows is that DC United doesn't claim to play pretty soccer, um, but we we did get the tie right, so it's it's not 
all that. I think that we had moments in the first half, and I know that everybody here probably online too disagrees with me, but I thought that we did have a couple moments of buildup within the first half. And if, I mean, y'all want to be sad all the time, go ahead, but I'm going to look at that positivity and say that like, that's something that we can continue building off of and we can get these key pieces back in the lineup and we can move forward from this. We admire your optimism, Sam, but this NYCFC team is not good except for the last three matches. They would, well, before the last three matches, they were one, five and one on the season. Um, five losses, one tie, one win, which is not good. Now they're four, five, and one, which which shows Storm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not having build up play really in a game where you get no shots at all. Uh, I, I think I think offensively we definitely regress again. Oh, tonight. we. I mean, it wasn't uh, well overall. I, all right. Uh, it looks yeah, like, but I, I will say, I mean, hang on, John. It looks like we got. Uh, you talk a little bit about Briant coming to the stand now. I'm gonna switch to him. John. Feel like the group did do right, with, um the way that that Ben says that you guys had to play tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we had a game plan and uh, we stick with uh, this plan. Um, it wasn't easy at all, um, but uh, uh, we respect the, um, I mean, the, what the court wanted to do, you know, and in the end we are, we get one point. So we are pretty happy with uh, the result, but um, of course, we are disappointed with the, the way we played. Thanks, Fred. We'll go to Mauricio next. Mauricio, go ahead. Mauricio, are you there? Yes. Hello. Hear me? Oh. Yep. I have the picture. Oh, okay. No. Um, between the defense and the offensive, um, one needs to improve uh, you being the captain. What do you notice that uh, is lacking at this moment uh, with the offensive? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a team effort, uh, first of all. And uh, because we stick with this plan, it's hard to get the ball and, uh, and play well after that. So, um, of course, for the offensive player, it's, it's hard. And they are very disappointed because we didn't have too many, too many chance, but uh, it was the plane, and uh, we respect the the plane. So overall, the whole team we are we are disappointed with the, the way we played. It's not very enjoyable. Uh, we need to do a lot of effort uh, defensively, um, and we become you know is the kind of game where we are tired very very uh, very quickly. So, but, but in the end, we are happy with the results. So we have to get the balance between what we want. Uh, now we need points. So maybe we have to, to adapt our system and maybe we, we have to play with the game uh, with more uh, pleasure, uh, less pleasure, sorry. So it's like that, it, it's the soccer. And now with the situation where we are, uh, we have a lot of injuries. Um, you know, we try to figure it out with the, with the player we are. We are not there, so in the end, it's a good result. Thanks, Fred. We'll go to Emily also next. Emily, go ahead. Hi, Fred. Uh, two two questions, sort of here. Uh, mm -hmm. Physically, how taxing is a game on defenders where you know they the other team has seventy percent possession, they're taking eighteen shots, and and the offense isn't doing much. And then for you personally, you're one of the players coming back from injury, um, how, how are you feeling, especially after today? 
<laughs> the injury is still there. <laughs> uh, still there. Uh, no, you know, uh, I just try to help the team. Um, I'm not uh, 100% uh, ready to play, but um, I'm the older guys and uh, I try to help the team uh, as I can. So uh, today um, it was a demanding uh, game, uh, especially defensively. A lot of run without the ball and uh, we didn't touch too many times the, the, the ball. But it's like that, you know, and uh, in the end, we are very happy with the result. I'm very happy with the, the way uh, the guys uh, defend and also the mentality of the group was uh, much better than uh, to them two to, to, to games ago. And, um, you know, when nothing is very easy right now with the team, nothing is smooth, uh, nothing is, uh, is going on the right way, it's also good to... Um, to get the, the principle, the base, you know, the basic things. And now we are we are at this stage, this tape. And we did well. And uh, now we have to, to build something else with the basic things. And um, we won again the, uh, the Red Bull. It wasn't very easy. It was the kind of, it was the similar game than this one. And, uh, we did a, a draw against uh, a tie against uh, New York City FC, who are a very good team. So the the base is there, the, the basic things is there, uh, the shape defensively I think is there. We are very uh, compact and uh, very strong defensively. So now we have to improve our offensive shape, you know. But uh, it's all the team is not only the offensive player because they work very very hard uh, defensively. Thanks, Fred. We'll take one more question. We'll go to Jimena. Jimena, go ahead. Fred, uh, what was the most difficult part of tonight's game? It was the tactical side. It was the, the run behind, you know, because they have a very good player up front uh, with Morales, who, uh, who uh, tried to get the ball um, in the middle area and the other guys who was running behind. So it was the, the difficulties today. Uh, we were scared two times in the first half, but um, we figured out uh, very, very quickly and uh, very well, and we changed the, the situation, but it was the danger today, the run behind. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate your time. You're welcome, guys. Thank you very much. As the United center back and captain tonight, Frederick Briant uh, joining us at the virtual podium. And coming up in just a few seconds, we'll have goalkeeper Chris Sight, we'll who's the team awarded man of the match. Uh, and of course, we'll get to our man of the match. Figure raise your hand now if you have a question for Chris moments. coming off two consecutive um, clean sheets. But guys, so I, I want to stick us with the defense here for a second. You know, looking at the formation tonight, and once again, Joseph Moore being asked to play center back in a three back formation, you do, as, as much as it hurts, to talk about only the defense in, in, in a game where there was just no offense at all. Um, it's another impressive showing out of this group. We got the shutout, yeah. Yeah, and you're right, John. You know, from those comments we heard from Fred just now, it was very much an intentional decision to say, hey, we're going to come out, we're going to defend, and see if NYCFC can beat us. They're again, did not appear to be much of an interest in trying to go forward, although there were some moments of buildup early in the game. Uh, but yeah, it was very much an intentional, hey, we're you know a depleted team. We need to get a point however we can. And it's kind of a change from what we've seen in some of these games since we've come back to in-market games where 
you know, Benelson's tried out some new things. Uh, to some extent, tonight's lineup was new, but it was very much a, you know, see if you can break us down. We're going to put guys behind the ball and go on from there. I, I think it's interesting, and I want to bring it up because I'm scrambling and defending over here trying to keep this podcast up. But <laughs> that's, that's very taxing on the players because they're scrambling and defending for the full 90 minutes. And, and we heard Ben talk about it, and then Brilliant brought it up that, man, we just did this three days ago in Red Bulls. It's not It's not like they cruise to a 3 nothing. You can take your foot off the gas in, that, in those kind of games. This is hard on players, and – Look, that that's they're defending uh, for their lives. Yeah, they're right? defending for their lives for 180 minutes and in, in a week. And, man. and Ben made that comment too. He said either we can defend and gut out the draw, or we can try to push a little bit forward but potentially lose three nothing. Like he pointed that out, but, and uh, he made that decision tonight. Yeah, and it's wearing out his players. We already have a thin squad. That's that's what I'm taking away from from those first two two people we had at the stand. It's man, I I, I don't want to see our guys in even worse shape than they are. I, I mean, I think it's mentality versus like being physical, right? And like what you're doing to their bodies is a little bit of what you just said. The mental strength league, right? <laughs> yeah. And it wears you down for sure. At the same time, you know, these are guys who've had a lot of rest over the last six months. Uh, and with our early exit from the MLS's back tournament, <laughs> you had some additional rest there. I, I know that it wears on you to play you know, every three days for an extended period of time. And certainly not discounting that. But at the same time, it's not like we have gone through a schedule since March and now we are still wearing down guys and I would, with the depleted lineup. And I would argue that's a little bit harder, though, because these guys were just sitting down and they were getting the best workouts they can. But, I mean, these are guys who have been active every day for their whole lives, like from their youth programs to, like, you know, if they went to college or if they went straight pro and they were on a second team, like whatever, these guys have been active and athletic and they have had workouts and, you know, meal prep and th- their lives have been geared towards this and then it suddenly stopped. So that was such a disruption in their professional lifestyles that I I think that's almost harder and you are having to come back to it. And DC United does play a very gritty style of soccer. So it's even harder to come back to that they're not playing a fluid passing style they're playing something where they basically need to block and absorb that pressure which is difficult hey, just for to jump in real quick sam it looks like chris sites uh, is at the podium right now so let's cut over there uh, and hey chris the final um, what was uh, what was it like um having to absorb all that pressure as a defensive unit for most of the game yeah look i think we came into this with the mindset of of being hard to break down and uh our first goal tonight was to get a clean sheet and to make it hard on them and, and to maybe try and catch them on the counter if, if possible. But first and foremost, we wanted to defend well and, and defend strong and, and, and be brave in there. And I think our group put in a heck of a performance in that aspect. Um, we frustrated the heck out of them and, and we definitely didn't give them anything easy or cheap. Thanks, Chris. We'll go to Mauricio next. Mauricio, go ahead. Congratulations, Chris. Uh, once again, uh, an exceptional job. Um, being with 19 uh, corner kicks and four saves that you made today, how do you uh, react on New York's performance? It was a little better than uh, DC or DC was a little better than New York? On well, your I mean, they definitely had more of the ball and they definitely had obviously the clear opportunities. Um, at the same time, though, like we, we limited them to opportunities and places that we were comfortable with. Everything was at an angle. Um, nothing was really a truly clean look, and, and we definitely frustrated them and, and made it difficult. Um, 
maybe one free header late on a corner kick. But other than that, we competed uh, throughout the field. Ola did a great job trying to occupy their two center backs. And and we, we tried to break a couple of times to, to catch them off. And, and look, we, we were close at some points, but at the same time, um, a clean sheet is a good start, but at home you, you want three points. So obviously we, we uh, left some out there that we, we wanted to, to, to take. Thanks, Chris. We'll go to Jimena next. Jimena, go ahead. Chris, how do you feel when you hear your coach speak well of your defending? Look, I think for us, that was our goal tonight, was to be hard, to be to break down and, and, and truly uh, work in two big blocks, a, a block of five and a block of four, um, and then have Ola up top uh, kind of shifting them to one direction. And, and we accomplished that. And just like in New York, we, we wanted to be tough and, and to break down, and, and we accomplished that goal there. So we're getting back to basics with defending and, and truly making it hard on other teams. And uh, I think we could be a little bit better on set pieces tonight and, and maybe a little bit more clear with a couple of chances, and, and we might be able to, to steal one. But for us, we, we know that this group is, is, is capable of getting zeros every single night if we put our mind to it, and, and tonight was a good example of that. Chris, I don't see any more questions. Uh, thanks for joining us, man, and congrats on you know the consecutive clean sheets. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You guys have a good night. All right. CC United goalkeeper right, Chris so much. Bites, As always, uh, Sam and, and I'll have as a Zach said, that's two consecutive clean sheets uh, for DC United's backup goalkeeper, who's been putting in some quality minutes here uh, in the absence of Bill Hamid. And guys, I think that's something that that we also need to shout uh, about this defense. We're certainly not escaping talking about the offense. I've got thoughts lined up, but this is a, de a defensive effort. Two games in a row, um, two clean sheets without arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the league. That makes it even more impressive. But and without their where captain. Where is Bill Hamid? Uh, yeah. No. Where, where is Bill Hamid? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we've been told and I say we you know in the in the press conferences when um you know every pregame press conference someone asks you know how, how are the injury updates you know what's the unavailability list how are they looking and it, it seems like every time they're like yeah Bill's ready Bill's ready and he's consistently not and I, I don't believe that he owes us anything really like we don't need to know exactly what's going on but I would like at least a, a pretty realistic timeline for when we can expect yeah him back. or at least not this like oh he's going to be back next game kind of thing because it's been two or three games now that, that, that that's happened and look like you said it's it's if there's something wrong bill's given us so much throughout his career with us uh we definitely have patience for him or whatever he's going through um but it is weird that we keep getting this this on and off again kind of thing with with whether or not he'll be in the 18 and he still hasn't yeah, and you know, normally in a situation like this where somebody starts getting held out, you think, oh, you know, maybe they're angling for a transfer, maybe they're you know unhappy. Who knows? Uh, I I don't think any of us get the feeling that that's what's happening here. Like again, wild speculation, but uh, you know, Bill has you know gone abroad. He's tried different leagues. He's come back to DC, and you know, from all accounts, was you know happy with what's going on here. So. I don't know if it's that, but again, in the absence of any explanation or uh, thing to go on there, uh, we really are kind of limited to just our random suppositions. Well, I think that's what makes it tough. It, it, and, you know, I, I agree with you guys 100%. I mean, Bill certainly doesn't owe us anything as these United fans, but at this point, it's been a, a very conspicuous absence for long enough that, that some sort of additional information, either from him or, or from the team, would probably put a lot of our minds at ease ease of like not seeking a transfer or anything like that like he's dealing with some issues 
Jack fan. There's a ton going on in the world. Take the time to do it. But it, it does make you wonder a little bit. And But thank, thank God for Chris Sykes the last couple games because certainly uh, things could have been a lot worse on the field uh, missing Bill Hamid. But we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United Postgame Podcast, presented by Heineken. And we'd love your thoughts on tonight's game and, of course, on, on where the black and red go from here. They get a break, which is much needed uh, midweek this week, not in action again until Saturday at home. Uh, against the Red Bulls, but you can join the show using the hashtag tried and true DCU. And I'll defer to the crew in DC on whether or not the phone line is up tonight. Yeah, it looks like we got it up. Uh, we can at least try, you know, <laughs> more than you can say for DC United's <laughs> offense. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. That's 202 uh, 892 628 202 892 DCU if you want to oh, join the show. And it looks like um, we do have a call coming in, a- John. So I'm going to answer. I have a hunch it's from the RFK refugees. Hey, you're on with Tried and True. Who are we talking with? Oh, no. Hey, I'm sorry. You're on with Tried and True. Who are we talking with? Hey, I was trying to use my head to. This is John from RFK Refugees. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yes, yeah, we, we can. You. How's it going, John? All right, John. Oh, it's going great. This is, uh, <laughs> this is fun, I think, for everybody. This whole 90 minutes was just a really fun experience for all of us watching this, right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, your seat entertainment here. <laughs> so, Bill, I have, I have, I have what is best probably reading some tea leaves. Okay. Uh, so, Bill liked a tweet at halftime from uh, from a DC United fan who talked about uh, the fact that maybe it was time for him to move on. Okay. Oh no. And also, and also on Instagram in the last couple of days, he's yeah. been very. Uh, retroactive looking, like pictures of like times that he spent at DCU over the years. Uh, so, you know, I think with Bill, you can actually use social media as like a hint generating machine. This has been, yeah. this has been the case in the past yeah. over numerous years. <laughs> so it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me at all if we're looking at a situation where we may be seeing him uh, depart once again. What are your, if, if that's true, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we saw those Instagram posts, too. We were chatting about it a little bit before the game. I think we were trying to be optimistic that that wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, you never want to see a guy who is, you know, your talisman of the, the franchise, a guy who, you know, is a homegrown player, a guy who went abroad, came back, you know, has had such an impact. Uh, but again, you know, to some extent, if that is the case and he's looking to leave, you can appreciate that he's keeping it somewhat under wraps if they're shopping around or what have you, because so much of what we see comes you know back and forth in the media. But at the same time, we'd really like to know where our you know, arguably best player on the field is and why he's not even in the 18th. So it, it, it's a tough balance. Right. I, go ahead. John. He's definitely earned it. I think I, I think if he has decided that it is time for him to go, I think if there's a player who has gone through more with dc united i don't know who he would be uh so if he has decided that now is the time for him to go do something else uh provided we get a transfer fee i think it's fine i think chris seitz is fine yeah. i think for he's, he's done great these last two games i don't want to i don't want to take away from him he's, he's you know a very adequate probably you know top third mls backup goalkeeper uh, <laughs> that you'd find uh, but i think this team is not in the place where a great bill hamid gets us to the next level anyway yeah. So if we're if 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 we want to sell Bill because we need revenue and because he wants another challenge, I think that's totally fine. I think his team is all about the young players now. Yeah. So let's see how that goes. John, that's, that's I, my take. On I, it. I mentioned to the to the group before the game played the day before while we were speculating about the Instagram post. What DC United legend hasn't played for another team in MLS? Would you be heartbroken if that happened? 
Yeah, that one. That is probably <laughs> the much tougher one for sure. Uh, I think that would be a bummer to me. Um, I, I, you know, I think this happens in MLS. I mean, uh, you know, Moreno played in New York. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Your your heroes can leave you. Um, and I don't think the return we would get from an in uh, an in league trade point. would probably be, be beneficial. Um, but yeah, that's a real that's a really good one. I guess I, I guess what? it would bother me. It would not be as good if he went to go play in the Estonian league to take Eric Sorga's place on whatever team he was on. Uh, but that's that. Yeah. Good, good, good question. That, that really bums me out. Now the thought of that now, it's kind of really bummed me out. I guess I'd, I'd, I'd ask a slightly um, different I, question. I, I did want to, Chris lights uh, in the halftime or in the post game show, uh, made me feel a little bit better about how bad, how ugly that game was. Um, but just, just because he was, and, and Briant did as well. He's basically like saying, yeah, it's hard. It sucks to play this way. This was our game plan. We did it. Um, we we made it. We we you know, two two games back to back with a clean sheet. That's great. The the their defense has been bad this year up till now, up till recently. So if they're getting any part of this team in formation and, and in like decent shape, um, the defense appears to be getting there. The offense is still completely lost and completely out to sea and much harder to solve than a defense. But at least half of the half of the equation is now in a serviceable place. Um, going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, I got the same impression. Um, everyone was really like that. That was the game plan we wanted. New York City is a very good team. We didn't want to concede at home, and we didn't. So they they kind of said, "Check and on to the next." Yeah, and I agree with you to, yeah. some, to some extent. You know, having a team come out there and say, "Hey, we're going to defend. We're not going to give up a goal," and then succeeding and not giving up a goal is certainly one thing. But I don't know how much of that translates into you know future games when you do look to go out there and and score goals. You know, it, it's much easier to defend when you put nine, ten guys behind the the ball. Uh, I still don't think we figured out the other half of the equation, like you said. So it, it's definitely a struggle and something that they're going to have to keep working on. To not concede will just require us to have no shots. Uh, that's that's all that that's all that it takes. Yeah. Um. That's that's all. You guys. Uh, good luck the rest of the post game show, and uh, hopefully next game we get some shots on goal and maybe some goals. Thanks, John. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Oh man. Yeah. Thanks for the call, John. I, so guys, real quick, I, I do want to go back to Hamid for a second because Joshua, you asked a, a great and a very important question, of course, about as fans. You know, how would it how would it feel to see Bill in a, in a slightly different colored MLS crest on the sleeve, right? But really, my question to Bill would be, and, and of course, again, this is all just speculation based on what we're seeing on social media, but where would you want to go if you're Bill for another challenge? And, and I mean, what's realistic, I, right? I, Because he went to Denmark. He, he struggled to get playing time, but he was behind a goalkeeper that was playing lights out. What's next for Bill if it's not here in D.C.? Yeah, I, I look, I think we have we know Bill Hamid's cap he's a top tier mls goalkeeper he could maybe make it in europe uh if he wants to go back to denmark he loved it there uh despite his poor playing record he he like i think showed up in two games barely um yeah poor playing in terms of getting on the field right right yeah yeah he didn't even get a chance and Uh, i think that's the difference right is that he was a lot younger then and he kind of came in and um it's it's hard as a goalie it's the hardest position to creep your way in you're kind of depending upon an injury um, but now he's older, so I doubt that he would be okay signing with the team and knowing he was going to sit on a bench. Like, he'd want to sign and at least be in that fight for the starting position. If, if, what if Bill Hamid has given up on this project? What, what if he's tired of playing Benny Ball all the time? I mean, that can't be fun. 
I, I mean, it's tiring for defenders, but it, it can't be fun as a goalkeeper. You're just set up for failure. The ball's coming at you 15 times a, ga- a game and not at the other goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and frankly, Bill, at this point, he turns 30 this year, which... Uh, I've got John mad. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and and we'll, we'll hear from John in a second. But the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, Bill turns thirty this year. It, it's it, it's tough because you know he's a guy who how many MLS cups does he have? Has always, yeah, he's always been in the conversation for the national team. Has gotten a couple starts. He's gotten called a couple times. Uh, you do wonder if he is looking at it and saying, "Hey, I need to change something up. Show I can do it somewhere else." Or uh, who knows? Again, we're wildly guessing because we have no idea because we haven't got anything more than yeah. Personal reasons. I, I'm just I feel like this conversation is more just prepping me for the reality that. Andy Nahar plays for LAFC, you know, and there's a list of players that you can go down that DC United has let move on, and that's tough, and I hope that Bill hasn't given up the project because I'm holding on with a thread myself. Uh, man, that would be a blow. Yeah, I mean, so you guys know from, from previous shows when we've talked about players that have left this team, you, you don't get to give up on the project. That, that's not how this works. Uh, you know, this team has a number of injuries. They've got two, defense, uh, two designated players in the attack that are hurt that are unavailable right now. And if you're a goalkeeper, you know, Bill Hamid, I, I would argue, especially if he has U.S. Men's National Team, don't slander Bill here. is getting set up to succeed. You know, he's, no he's way, facing sir. a ton of shots. <laughs> He, that, that's how you. That's how you make a name as a keeper. You, you don't. No. Make a name as a keeper that's how you get four or three or four goals a game. John, at the end yeah, of the day, you, you look at win losses. No, scouts don't. Scouts look at the the highlight reel and the right. plays that they're what able do you, to make. What does a scout need your information for if you're leaving a club? It doesn't help you if you stay there and accumulate losses. No, but that's our point now is that it has. If Bill is wanting to move on and not end his career, any MLS United, team in the league would open up their pocketbook. Okay, but that's what we're saying, right? Is he's absorbed a lot of shots and that has helped him be able to move on. You're gonna lose. He look. He's 30 years old. Like Black said, he's not won an MLS Cup. He's played for this team, been a top five goalkeeper for most of that time. And he has nothing to show for it. I, I could understand. Look, we're getting way in the weeds on these tea leaves, these Instagram posts. But you're allowed to give up on a project. If you, pl- if you are for playing for a team that doesn't play good ever, you... you okay, so let's Wayne just like... give up on the project. Colin yeah, let's just look at it. Look, LeBron did <laughs> and he got some rings for it. Okay, I'm, I think we're not faulting Bill for wanting to leave. I think that we're saying that he is in a good position to do so. I think that we're saying that while he was here, he still gave his all on the yeah. field. And that was not him giving – maybe he has, like, outside given up on the project and said that he wants to leave, but on the field, he's still giving oh, no, his all 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and, and that bodes well for Bill and whatever yeah, teams are currently looking at him if that's the situation you know we're in. a bad keeper now? LAFC. You know who went to a bad team? Acosta. Like, Bill set himself up. That has nothing to do with the conversation. You're just mad about players that want to leave DC United because they played Benny Ball for too long. No, I'm not. And again, I think, Joshua, you had a good point there. But a lot of this is just trying to get ourselves ready for if this guy happens to leave. Again, we don't know anything about I think also not wanting to talk about this game. Because, you know, it it was a tough game. But. You know the guy we had out there. You know, did well. Bill Hamid would not have, you know, had us any better result. We still had a, a zero zero tie either way, and you know, you know, props to couple sides for I, coming yeah, out there and as John, getting the job done. As John from um, uh, RFK Refugee Sorry mentioned, like he is one of the better backup goalkeepers in this league. Like he now has two shutouts to his name, which is in the past two games, which is great for a backup goalkeeper. So I'm not mad about our prospects right now, um, and filling in that position. Oh uh, no no. 
So yeah, I, I think it's important to know. I mean, obviously, I, I said it on Wednesday, and I'll say it again tonight. You know, between the sticks, I don't think we missed Bill Hamid tonight uh, again. But the leader and, and the important player for DC United that he is, we have missed that Bill Hamid tonight. And of course, there's going to be games where, you know, unfortunately, if Chris Sykes continues to play, you know, there's probably going to be saves that Bill would have made that you know Sykes may not be able to make. And, and you're like, wow, that's that's when we would have really like to see Bill out there. But yeah, for now, Sykes has been playing great. And, you know, we, we're doing a lot of speculation here, and, and, and we should we should pull off of this, and hopefully we'll, we'll learn more this week. Uh, there, there was a tweet, you know, just going back to social media, there was a tweet uh, from Stephen Goff pregame, and it sounds like the issue that held Bill out tonight was fitness-related um, due to him missing some time for personal issues, you know, last week. So it, it could very much be something small, um, and, and let's hope that it is, and let's hope that it, in the background he's just reliving some of the glory days on social media, but back to your point, we do need to talk about the absolute lack of an offense uh, out there. It, we, this formation has been successful defending. It's been the exact opposite attacking. Um, wh- what do we do to create more attacking? Well, I, and honestly, I think a lot of it, you know, does come down to mindset. You know, if you are telling the guys and you heard from Briot and sites afterwards, Hey, our goal is to not give up a goal here. You know, we are, defensive first do what we can and you could see that in some of the decisions the players are making out there they had opportunities to go forward they had guys making runs down the wings and they turn around and recirculate it you know there were a couple of times where we had new balls at the top of the box that we would turn around and it would end up going all the way back into our own third again you know part of that is a team playing possession which we didn't have a whole lot of tonight but it was very much you know, appeared like they were choosing not to go forward and that that's frustrating when you think hey you've got to score a goal to win a game uh again we, we've beaten the horse to death about whether or not uh you set up and say hey we're going to you know take a draw here if we can but it, it is frustrating because you see that a lot of times you know you hope that a team can play quick you know have attacking ideas but when you see a team that turns around and passes the ball back because they know they're not supposed to go forward that's frustrating and I think we saw that. I sent out a tweet that you all gave me a lot of flack for. But in that first half, I don't we... think it was just us. Oh, no. Everyone. Yeah. No, it's fine. But <laughs> it's fine. I was watching a game in which I watched players work the ball up the field. And we had a couple different set pieces that were directly into their box that uh, Gressel, unfortunately, just sent way over. We couldn't make a playoff of. But there was another play when it was Gressel and I think Moreno were literally passing in and out the box with each other because one of them would go to take a shot. It wasn't there. Gressel ended up kind of making that shot. That com- or it was like a shot cross that Kamara just didn't get at the end of. And immediately after that happened, New York City had like two very apparent opportunities. And I think this goes kind of back to what Black was saying. Like we pushed forward and we tried to get those opportunities and then we were almost punished for it. So we reverted back to this idea that we just didn't need to get scored on. But I did see us be able to work it up the field. And I think that if we get those key pieces and leaders back and we have the confidence and we're able to kind of move it up the field and we're given the freedom to do so, I think that this team has that possibility. I have nothing nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything at all. Well, when you talk about going forward, go ahead, John. No, we need to key in on where these goals are going to come from. I mean, this isn't a formation that's set up too heavily for for scoring success, unless, you know, you you, you really think both Gressel, who has proven that he could be a wing back in Atlanta, but also Paredes, who really hasn't played that position a whole lot. Where do the goals come from? You know, that's 
that's really where, where I'm struggling. And, and I, I just, I don't think we saw anything exciting tonight except for a couple passes getting strung together and then, you know, pulling out of an attack. Yeah. And you're totally right to ask where the goals are coming from. You know, some of us on this podcast have been on record of saying that Kamara is going to, you know, create a, a set number of goals this season. And I think <laughs> game by game, we see that slipping away. And you heard from Ben Olsen tonight talking about how he felt it was a little unfair to Eric Sorga that he put uh, our new international slot signing uh, Rivas in up front, which came across as a little bit odd to me because he's the one making the decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he thinks that Sorga is the guy who you know has earned the chance to be up there, then by all means play him over the guy who hasn't trained with the team yet. But uh, again, we didn't see a whole lot from Rivas in the, the few minutes he got. Uh, again, Kamara looked frustrated to come off as you would expect. None of our attackers are really getting the job done. You know, even Segura, who you know, moonlights as a forward, you know, came off near halftime for O'Neill Fisher. Like, you know, this is—it's a question we've had throughout the uh, the hiatus and you know, moving forward is: Do we have the strikers that we need in this team? Maybe we need to take more look at it. Maybe we need to get more minutes for some of these other guys. But right now, the goals aren't coming from anybody. So. You know, throw anything out the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, so we have a question um, that came in the chat a little while ago from iSpy, and they're kind of asking, is this the game plan going forward? Do you think that we are – you all think that we're going to switch it up, or you think that this is how we can expect, I mean, this weekend to go, but then assuming there's games announced after that, the rest of those games to go too. Yeah, so my, my not nice thing that I was going to say is that we don't have any attacking players that are injured that are going to come back, right? Paul is out for the season. Flora is out for I think this season or at least the season that's been announced. So Felipe six, out. I understand he's not an attacking player, but he did build he, up a couple yeah. plays. On this team he is. Um, so, so no, I don't think it comes back un- unless maybe you could say that like with the better defensive players back, Ben Olsen is willing to open it up a little bit more, but we, we heard the the players say they played in a five, four, one with Kamara just up there to direct the center backs of the other team away. They, they didn't plan on attacking tonight. I think the plan of attack will not probably come until next year. And Black, you talked a little bit about the striker situation. I don't understand the Rivas get because he's 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 a traveler. He, he's an unproven goal scorer recently. Um, he, he scored maybe way back in his career, but he's older now. He's a pickup. Sorga just scored. I don't know why he didn't get any minutes tonight, but he's also unproven. Kamara had, probably has less confidence than either of them because he keeps blowing these chances. Uh, if you're not going to be a creative striker, that's fine. You just have to finish the chances when they get on your foot. And he's gotten at least a chance in the past few games to put one away and, and has not done it. You know, Maybe that's because he's only getting one chance a game, but it's yeah. unacceptable. So I, I don't know where the attack comes from. I I think if DC United uh, – look, we're gonna. I don't want to jump back in that hole, but if DC United ship Hamid, they should just restructure everything, try – I don't know, just rebuild everything. Well, when you talk about a game where you had no shots – you know, it's very hard to say, hey, we're going to get this guy his confidence back by giving him opportunities when you're not creating any opportunities across the board, even when you pull him out. And it's a, a very difficult situation if you're a striker who depends on having that kind of confidence. I don't actually know if that's the issue with Kamara because we haven't seen a whole lot. He was one-on-one with the keeper against Red Bull. But go- and I could probably find one for every single game before. And I know, sure. like I said, it's it's just one. So maybe that's the problem. It's just one chance a game, and so he's cold. I don't know. Yeah, and going back to the- 
going back to the could he benefit from help up top? I mean, could now that you've got three he's got Segura up there, with him. And, and you could argue about quality and stuff. Segura is not a striker, though, right? I mean, I, I recognize that's where he's being deployed, but <laughs> if you put him, if if you put you know two strikers up top, and you've got Ola and Borga, who, who I would put up there, or, or you know even Rebos at this point. Would that maybe change things a little bit and take some of the pressure off? Because what's frustrating for me looking at Ola Kamara is how many times you see him truly in the defensive half, or or at least the middle third. Yeah, uh, he he's not he's not able to spend enough time in the attacking third, and and obviously part of that's because the team's defending so much. But even in possession, he he seems to be almost falling back more into a ten role, and and well, there's no one forward for him to then pass the ball to, so we have to play backwards and then. You know that that all that gives time for the other team to, you know, drop back on defense, and then and then what do you do? So I don't know. That, that that's the only thing that comes to my mind is, I, obviously you're going to take some some defensive pieces off the field in order to do that. But what would a second striker do for a lot at this point? A lot. I've been arguing for years that this team needed to deploy a second striker because we've never had the type of striker that you need to deploy a one striker system. Like let's look at get Josie Altador pre-World Cup injury I'm like throwing it way back but like he is that big guy that was able to hold the ball and let the rest of the team rush around him and then he was able to make passes off and like make that backspinning run and then score the goal like that's what you need in that forward and a single striker position and we have not had those guys who are just able to hold up play and wait for the team to flow in around them and we keep trying to like convince these strikers to do so and it's just not the case so I think that we need to get another striker we need to throw them up there and we need to play with two up top and they don't need to be together either they need to be diagonal so one of them can drop back into the midfield when it's necessary and then they have someone to pass forward to just holding it up sorry (laughs) (laughs) for the people watching live (laughs) but you're right Sam they can't be the same type of striker and and I think maybe Rivas might have been the build that you're talking about the hold up player uh, but I think they would just be two disjointed strikers playing by themselves because behind them they have a defensive mid. You you can't put a striker next to a D mid uh, in a soccer alignment and not. Well, you, you don't have five in the back when you have two up top, right? You have four, and then you have. I wouldn't four be surprised. And two, at this point. and you have those kind of. I would have those stagger a little bit, and I don't know. Ideally, you don't have a flat back because you're adults. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. that's how I would position the team. And I've been saying for years that we just haven't had the striker to be able to do that. And it's frustrating to me to watch it because even Wayne trying to do that, right? Like he would come back. And as John just said about what Kamara was doing tonight, Wayne would come back and be in our defensive half. And then there's no one to send it up to for the entire rest of the game. And that's that's why you're not being able to move up the field and create offensive options because there's literally no one up there to have that option for. And getting back to the question that, you know, our, you know, commenter posed was, you know, is this what we expect going forward? Looking at the table, you know, DC is in 10th, which is not great. It's It's a playoff spot. (laughs) But this year it's a playoff spot. And frankly, you're only two wins out of being in fourth and feeling very good about yourselves. That's an Orlando team that, I love to hate, but you know that's a team that you would expect to be a playoff team. So if you get a win or two, you're right back in that conversation. I think that again, it's going to depend game to game, and you know who knows who we're going to be playing and what the schedule looks like moving forward. Maybe that plays into it too. But it's if you're saying, hey, you know, we're in a spot. If we get points, just hold serve. 
maybe we'll make a playoffs and you know that might be enough for such a strange season well and i think the, the only thing that's important to keep in mind about that because I, I was thinking about that earlier as well but you know the the fact that we can't score is going to at some point come back to bite us you know, it's a little bit different from the nfl adage of you know defense wins championships here where <laughs> we saw this in disney um you know dc united can defend really well but when, when you're in a tournament-style thing and teams are throwing everything forward, they eventually get that one goal. If you can't get one back, it, it's trouble. And, and DC United, obviously, were able to a couple times in that, in that tournament, you know, pull, pull a goal back. But it certainly wasn't, you know, pretty run-of-the-play stuff. And so I think that's what worries me, even if this team does get into the playoffs. And with as many teams that, that get in this year, they really ought to get in the playoffs, even if they're, they're deep and, and they end up having to play, you know, a, a much better team. If they can't score goals, it's going to be a really, really, really quick uh, trip to the playoffs this year, and then we're going. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people in the comments sitting here wondering. Obviously, there's a number of, of injuries. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry, no, sorry, John, you cut out for a second. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people in the comments, kind of asking like, how much does the injury play into this? We touched a little um, bit about they're not offensive um, players who are coming back from injury, but there's um, Rich uh, in our comments is kind of saying that. Um, Oh, shoot, I lost it. Oh, man. Sorry, there was another comment that came in. Um, that parking the bus for 90 isn't really planning for long term. Um, and I, uh, John from RFK Refugees touched on that a little bit as we are kind of bringing in the young players. We're, we're kind of playing the old players. You know, we're not really in, uh, introducing a new system that's offensive. So it feels like we're a little bit stuck in the middle right now. I, I think we're just waiting out 2020, honestly. And I uh, and that's I guess we got to come to grips with that. Uh, this team's not making like John said. This team's probably not scoring a goal in a playoff game and then advancing. You have to you have to do that to win a playoff game. You can't just get a draw. Um, but I, I think you let's let's look to next year. Next year, it's a shame that Kamara will be a year bit a year older. He, which I mean I I don't know if it's really a shame at this point because he can't score goals. But we'll have Ariel. We'll have Flores. Apparently, DC United are looking for a ten. Uh, that that excites me. That is an offense there, and if you can somehow game plan or have some style of play between them, that'd be really good. This year, I, I think it's just we're we're full on Benny Ball for the rest of the year, and that's that's okay. We're scraping by with what we can, and I mean that with the definition of Benny Ball. There's two definitions of Benny Ball. <laughs> the first one is just defending full ninety, like we saw tonight. But the the other side of that, the other definition is getting the best result you can with what you have. And I, and I think that's what Ben Olsen is doing and will continue to do for the rest of the year because he's not in a great situation. Uh, and look, we just got to accept that. Yeah, and maybe if you... Yeah, like, it, it, go ahead, John. Go ahead, Michael. No, I was saying, if you get some results in Orlando, you know, you still are less than halfway through the season. You know, looking at total games, we play 10 games, we're expecting another 13 or so. Again, not announced yet, we're expecting that come sometime soon hopefully this week yeah uh so you still got more than half the season but as we've talked about you know those major attacking pieces you know flores is probably out for at least another month you know polyola is not coming back your you know, major exciting players not coming back in you've got guys who show flashes i mean i remember there's a, a section where kevin Paredes took two guys on in the box and very nearly came through with a ball and had an opportunity to put it on goal. Uh, Julian Gressel, you know, same kind of thing, making uh, attacking runs down the wings. You've got a lot of guys who have individual creativity and I, for one worry a little bit about that and getting ground out. If you say, 
our first job is to not give up goals. You know, don't go forward. Don't take risks. Because at some point you have to do that in order to make it happen. I mean, I think we've we've touched on it, right? Like that's kind of how we play the season, and then we get into the postseason, and we we aren't able to score the goals. We've seen that a couple times um, in the past several years. Um, I don't know. We have comments kind of asking, you know, is it okay? Did we prepare for this season? You know, we did. You can't prepare for the injuries. I, I feel like everyone's heads are kind of spinning right now. There are no very clear answers. We're just kind of in a sticky situation. Yeah, I, I think we can be not thrilled with the fact that you know this team is where it is and also recognize that injuries just kicked our butt this year. I mean, there's no way to plan for two or dozen plays for an extended period of time. And obviously, Flores took a little while to – to catch up. I, I'm not even sure he ever really got his legs under him. Injured. Um, and then at, at one point, it was like seven starters were injured. That's insane. You know, that, that there's no team in the world that, that can compete with seven starters injured. So it, it does hurt. Your heads are, are spinning. Um, but I think regardless, we, we got to award a man of the match for tonight's game. Um, we know Sam's going to pick Kevin Paredes, so let's go. Joshua, why don't you start us off tonight? Oh, that, that's too easy. I was going to pull up the NYC FC bench, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Seitz, uh, definitely man of the match tonight. Uh, he faced 14 shots. No one else on our team tried to shoot at the goal, which is their job. He did his job and, and got us a point where we didn't really deserve it. Um, or, or, you know, well, I guess we did deserve it because we defended so well, but he kept the balls out of the net. Props to Seitz. Yeah, and I'll go along with the same theme. I think you saw several opportunities from Donovan Pines where he continued to shut guys down, continued to play solid in the back. Uh, I was going to go with sites as well, but for the sake of diversity, I will say you know Donovan Pines really you know continues to, to grow into the role and props to him. And I will give an honorable mention to the guy who did not play on the field. You know Ben Olson did say that he wanted to come out tonight and not give up goal and see if they could get something out of it. And they did. So congratulations. You got a point out of this game. Oh man. Am I allowed to give my Bam. opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you were going to skip me. I was going to say sites. I think he had an amazing game. He had some amazing saves. Um, you know, so I mean, some of them he really pulled out and we really thought they were going to go on the back of the net and he was able to make that big save that kept us in the game. Um, so I do think that Seitz does deserve man of the match. I also think Kevin played a really great game tonight. I think that he showed some skill and some swagger and he did a lot on the field and there was one moment when he kind of trapped the ball and you could tell that all his eyes were on the goal and I think it's great that a young kid is kind of bringing it on himself. We've heard that a lot in interviews. Um, so, sure, if I'm going to be assigned my man of the match, I'm not mad. It's Kevin. But I also think that Seitz did a really good job. I, I wasn't sure for a minute there if Sam was legally allowed to give man of the match to anyone <laughs> not named Kevin Freitas. But he did have a good game. I'll give you that, Sam. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to give it to Frederick Briant. I, I thought he played really well tonight. Um, he's still banged up. You know, he, he got hurt a couple games ago, missed some time. Uh, he's certainly not at 100% wearing the armband, uh, leading that back line that, Contributed greatly, obviously, um, to, to the clean sheet tonight. Uh, but I think between him and Donovan, obviously, both playing great fights for the clean sheet. He was my man of the match the other night. 
Um, and, and even even Joseph Ward deserves a shout because my man is just not a center back, and, and he's, he's being asked to, to play one. So, um, but for me, Frederick Briant uh, is the man of the match. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our friends at Across the Pond tonight. Um, we appreciate the support they've given us uh, this season. Of course, you can use the promo code PODCAST for 5% off your uh, dine-in or takeout order uh, with Across the Pond. And I know they're probably just as excited as, as the four of us are for the Premier League to come back in, in just five days. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And of course, you can watch all of the soccer and all of the sports at Across the Pond um, in, in DuPont Circle. So looking ahead here, guys, uh, obviously we mentioned DC United, uh, they host the Red Bulls on Saturday. Uh, hopefully we'll have the remainder of the season or at least the next iteration of, of games uh, being released midweek. Uh, the Spirit um, were back in action uh, on Saturday, and they lost, unfortunately, to Sky Blue 2-1. to one. Um, I did not have a chance to catch that game. Oh, it's a Pew is good, and we shouldn't have let her go. <laughs> also, we had a good game. Their, their equalizer came pretty late. I think we deserved the draw in that game, so it's pretty unfortunate that we couldn't get that one. You're right. It was sad to see that we didn't have Pew anymore. She was literally playing for the other side. Um, but I think this is a team that can build upon that and uh, do great things moving forward. They're a pretty young team, too. Um, I think they were the youngest in Orlando um, for their starting 11 for most games. In, so. Salt, in Salt Lake? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In Utah. Sorry. And, and uh, I do, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see the Spirit back and playing games. I don't think we have a, a good idea of what the rest of the season looks like, aside from the games they have currently scheduled, but I, I'm certainly glad to have them still playing uh, i think we were worried that they might be over after the uh the tournament of the summer but uh the more games we can get from them the better yeah and, and every time i look at our at our show notes if i didn't watch most of the loud and Daddy games i would be confused that it's just a misprint that every week we've played hartford and we've lost to hartford <laughs> uh, unfortunately they lost yesterday again for like the 900th time this season to hartford two to one uh, but they're back in action on Saturday as well against the Bethlehem Steel. That's it for this week. What else did I miss, guys? I don't think anything. I think it's good that uh, DC United has a midweek break. Um, you know, Ben mentioned it. Everyone's tired. Sure. They probably need some time away from each other. Um, it's it's very heartening in all the press conferences to hear that this team gets along so well, and they really do believe in each other. But that being said, they also deserve a day or two without seeing each other. So hopefully that does really great things and we're able – uh, to come away with another great result against New Jersey next weekend. And, you know, on a semi-related note, I'm just glad that these games have all happened. You know, most of them happened on time. You know, obviously we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, but the fact that these teams are, you know, taking things seriously, doing testing, and haven't had games disrupted for testing or for COVID since Orlando, and even then, uh, just to a small degree, uh got to give them a lot of credit for figuring out a protocol, making it work. Uh, and I'm just happy to have them back. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, guys, I think with that, we'll wrap the show for tonight. Thanks to all of, uh, all of our followers for joining us tonight. We look forward to talking to you uh, again after hopefully three points uh, at home against the Red Bulls on Saturday night. But this has been Todd and True, the DJ's postgame podcast presented by Heineken. The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim, but the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. 
Sensitize the masses to sanitize. Keep a social distance and quarantine. Wash your hands, keep a distance from everyone. Report anything like a simple thing. Serious fever is a simple thing. Dry cough is a simple thing. Okay, Tamala is a simple thing. Itchy eyes and flu is a simple thing. Everybody must be alone.